Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thanks for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you will start to see weaknesses become strengths. You will begin to see and feel greater light come into your life. Welcome to the Allegory of Spots. I am Stephen, and I'll be your host for this episode, which we're going to discuss hypocrisy. Have you heard the saying, do as I say and not as I do? It comes perfectly to mind with this spot. The word hypocrisy may bring to mind some thoughts or emotions. It may even bring to mind some past events that have happened to you during your life or things that you might have done. I have a few things that come to mind with my children, and yes, when it comes to mind, I still cringe a bit when I think of these occasions. Where I was doing something, and at the same time I'd tell them, now kids, I don't want you to do this. In my futile attempt to hide and even justify my own hypocrisy, I'd sometimes sprinkle in the caveat that what I was doing wasn't safe, or that it wasn't for them. It's just a dad thing. Then they'd say, well, Dad, why are you doing this if it's not safe? There's one example that comes to mind. I was trying to combat a wasp's nest up on our roof, so I stepped out of the children's window onto an eve. Broom in one hand, can of wasp spray in the other. I had the wasps flying around as the kids were peering out the window watching me, hoping either wouldn't get stung or fall off the roof. I remember telling them, now remember, don't ever get out on this roof. It's just too dangerous. They looked at me and just thinking, well, dad, what are you doing it for then? How many times a day do we as believers of a loving God do things that are so far from what we know our loving Heavenly Father would have us do and even be? But this past year, we've seen so many things occur before our eyes. People hating each other because of their varied beliefs related to things such as vaccinations. We've seen hate crimes against other races and religions increase significantly. Fights have become the norm just by simply talking about who a person's voted for. Pretty crazy, isn't it? These are just a few examples on an endless list of woes that have become commonplace in our society. Do you see this too? And in each of these situations, what do we all have in common? And no, that wasn't a misspelling. I meant to use the word we. So let me say it again. What do we all have in common? When these things occur? Well, here's the answer. We all know better. Yes, we all know better. Of course we do. And how is that possible? Because God gave us all a moral compass. Each time something doesn't feel right, we get this unsettling feeling within us. That feeling helps us to know good from evil, right from wrong, even light from darkness. Whether you're a believer of God or not, regardless of what you call it, this is still within you, this moral compass. It helps you to know right from wrong. I'm going to read from the New Testament a couple of verses. In the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 7 through 9. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines commandments of men. 
another verse in the New Testament in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? A friend of mine named Holly spoke of a story taught to her daughters by a kind and loving Sunday school teacher. Here's the lesson they were taught. It's a phrase you might have heard before. It goes like this. What you do rings so loudly in my ears, I cannot hear what you say. If you find yourself acting in a manner in which you wouldn't want to be remembered by, it's safe to say you shouldn't be doing that thing or thinking it. Why? Because we know better. Be the change you want to see in the world. Christ said it well when he said, Come, follow me. We hope that you have felt or heard the Spirit of God urging you to cleanse your life as you have listened to the various spots in the podcast series. There are a few easy steps to remove the spots from your life. The process isn't hard, and once mastered, you will use the process over and over again, going deeper into your soul to be clean and spotless. The first step is to start by making a comprehensive list of the things in your life you need to get rid of, the things you need to repent of or be healed from. You will know your list is complete when you feel you have included all of the items that come to mind. The second step is to take an inventory of what you are feeding your spirit, because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit, so feed your spirit what you want to become. Third, you've identified the spots, now let's get rid of them or cast them off. Here's how to do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. As you pray, ask God to remove your spots, to literally take them from you. Remember, it gets easier. You may have heard this teaching by David O. McKay in one of the previous episodes. Your weakest point will be the point at which Satan tries to tempt you and will try to win you. And if you have made it weak before you have undertaken to serve the Lord, he will add to that weakness. Resist him, and you will gain in strength. He will tempt you in another point. Resist him, and he becomes weaker, and you become stronger. Ask God to remove and offload all of your burdens, stresses, and concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. It'll only bring you continued suffering, poor health, and distress to carry them. The last or fourth step is this. Once you've finished steps one through three, start the process again. Only this time, you're going to travel a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them to you. He has a way of bringing them to the surface so you'll see them. This is a truly personal experience with you and God as he helps you into the cleansing process. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourself of any and all spots. Then move forward by using the atonement of Jesus Christ each and every day to keep yourself unspotted.